0: Hey there folks, it's Chris here from tipsforlawyers.com and welcome to the Tips for Lawyers show. Today I wanted to talk about productivity, but perhaps not in the way that you're used to talking about productivity. You see, I've noticed as a bit of a junkie for self-help books, not quite an addict, but you know, something close, I read a lot of these non-fiction books, you know, how to do this, how to do that, expand your whatever with the thing, and A lot of the productivity books and the productivity articles and the productivity information that is going around at the moment is focused on strategies that you can do yourself so that you can be more productive. And I don't quite buy it. I don't quite buy it in the context of a law firm in particular. And so what I wanted to look at today is the concept of generous productivity. Now, when we get to that, you'll see that it's a slightly different spin on the concept of productivity. But I just wanted to say this, I'm not against the concept of you being personally productive. I'm not against the concept of me being personally productive. I'm not against the concept of anyone being personally productive. However, as a lawyer, you work in a team environment. You work with other people. There are very few lawyers who don't work with someone else in some way. Even if you are a sole practitioner, you'll be working with barristers, potentially. You'll be working with maybe secretarial staff. You might be working with a bookkeeper. Perhaps you're working with your accountants. There are always other people involved in the business of law, even in the smallest practices. Now, many of you listening to this are actually from larger practices. And so the kinds of things I'm going to talk about are probably... Going to be things that you have noticed, but it's not designed necessarily to interfere with personal productivity strategies. It's designed to embrace a wider concept of productivity. So, what is the core of generous productivity? Firstly, as far as I know, I'm the only one who uses this phrase, so you know, trademark Chris Hargraves, but it's productivity that is focused outwards rather than inwards. When I was working in law firms, one of the things I noticed over time was that people would start coming to me to ask questions and that's fine, I don't mind answering questions, in fact I quite enjoy it. I enjoy engaging with people and I enjoy helping them. But there are other practitioners who don't enjoy doing that and they are the practitioners who might close their doors more regularly, they might tell you to go away more regularly, or they might just generally be a little bit more focused on their own work and a little bit less inclined to lend you their ear when you might need it. And this is where the concept of generous productivity comes into play. Because that decision, do I help you now, do I tell you to go away, do I need to focus on what I'm doing, or is it better that I give you a couple of minutes so that you can get back to what you're doing. That is the hub, that is the core of generous productivity. Because I need to make an assessment at that point. When you knock on my door or you buzz me on the phone or you ask if I have time for a quick question, uh, which of course don't exist, the question's always quick, but the answer is almost never quick. If you have to ask it, it's probably not quick. So I have to make an assessment at that point of interruption. Firstly, I have already been interrupted. So if I was focusing on something, I've probably lost at least a little bit of that focus unless I'm very quick to tell you to rack off. But I'm gonna make an assessment. Is it more productive in a global level for me to give you two minutes so that you can go on your way, so that you can do what you need to be doing more effectively or more quickly or a higher quality or whatever? Or is it more productive for me to stay focused on the task at hand without giving you that two minutes? Because what we don't realize a lot is that a lot of the productivity strategies involve potentially being fairly insular. For example, if I take focus, which is a common productivity strategy, you have one task, you have one file, you have one thing you work on, you don't answer the phone, you turn your emails off and you are focused on this particular thing at this particular time. That is a productivity strategy, but it is only a productivity strategy that works for you personally. That is not a productivity strategy that helps the clerk get the job done that they've hit a roadblock on and can't continue because you're so busy focusing on your task that the task you gave them earlier, they cannot complete until you give them a couple of minutes of your time. And so it is a more complex equation than simply, am I personally productive? The question is, is your entire environment productive? Is your team productive? Is your firm productive? And this is where generous productivity comes into play. Because I could spend 10 minutes working on a farm, certainly, and I would accomplish that particular goal faster. But if in that 10 minutes, I could assist five other staff members for two minutes each to give them a quick answer to a quick question, fictitious though they may be. And those people could then work diligently on their focus tasks for the next 30 minutes. Then think about this. If I hold each of them up for the 10 minutes that I'm working and then I have to spend the next 10 minutes helping them because I was so busy focusing on my own thing, How much time overall has that cost? Now, I'm not saying they will be doing nothing, they might find other things to be doing, but perhaps they were on their highest priority task. And perhaps that task needed to be done, and so it's important that they get it done. And it might be time limited. So if you could have spent that first 10 minutes helping them so that they could go off and work for the next half hour uninterrupted on the most important tasks that each of them had, By waiting that 10 minutes, you have cost the firm five times 10 minutes because each of those five people is no longer working on their highest priority task, or perhaps they're floundering, or perhaps they don't have information and so they've gone down a rabbit warren rather than focusing on the thing they should be focusing on. Perhaps they needed clarification on something they were supposed to be doing. Perhaps they needed information from the file that because you wouldn't give it to them in 30 seconds, they needed to spend that entire 10 minutes looking it up. And so that's not really more productive, is it? Sure, it's more productive for you, but it's not more productive for your firm. And it's not more productive for the five people who had to wait because five times 10 minutes is 50. I'm sure you get the maths. Each of them waits 10 minutes. So that's 50 minutes of manpower or woman power or person power or lawyer power that has been lost because you were busy being personally productive, but you hadn't considered the equation in its full. You hadn't considered the concept of generous productivity so that you could, in fact, create a more productive environment as a whole. And that is how generous productivity works. It involves thinking outside the four corners of your office or your desk. And it involves thinking in productive terms that are bigger than simply, am I being productive? So when you consider your productivity strategies, and I know a lot of lawyers wanna manage their time better, they wanna make sure they're doing as much as they can, they wanna make sure they're contributing as much as they can, don't just consider it from the point of view of yourself, consider it from the point of view of others. And this also works in a profitability sense. So you wanna provide profit, you wanna provide value to your firm. And of course you wanna get done what you wanna get done. But if your firm's going to make money and you are a senior practitioner, then you need to learn to distinguish between times when you should be helping others accomplish the tasks that they have, and you should be doing the tasks that you have. Making that distinction is very important because if you think about it in terms of leverage, if you are delegating down, so assume these are people that are perhaps Uh, lower cost to the firm than you and a lower charge-out rate to the client. You are leveraging your time. You are using that two minutes to be more effective across the board. Or you are using that 10 minutes, to take our example from before, you are using that 10 minutes to help five people then be productive for 30 minutes. And that is possibly, not always, but possibly going to be a more profitable, better use of your time than spending that 10 minutes on the one task that you are going to be working on and delay your task by that 10 minutes and then complete it afterwards. Now, this is not, of course, a rule that you must always help everyone who knocks on your door. Sometimes people should be sent away and sometimes people need to let you focus and sometimes you need to focus and get things done. And so if people are disrespecting your generous productivity, then you need to be prepared to say, "Uh, this doesn't need to happen right now, I need to focus on what I'm doing, Uh, can you please come back at whatever time and we'll deal with it then. So don't get in the habit of that, though. I have found, and people will argue with me here, and that's fine, but I have found that much more is going to be achieved if you simply give people the time. And people will respect, if you habitually do that, but then every now and again you say, I need to focus on this, can you please come back later? People will really respect that because they know that you habitually give them time and you are generous with your time and you help them out. And so they will respect if you say that. But if you say it all the time, then you're not ever weighing up those options. You're not giving it proper consideration, you're just being selfish. Because you assume that what you have to do is more important or more urgent than what they have to do. And that's not always a good assumption. And sometimes it's a very dangerous assumption. If they are trying to prepare something for a partner who's on the phone who needs something to go to court in half an hour and you brush them because you're more interested in your own billable time than you are in the global productivity, then that could cause some real issues. So I'm not saying you need to spend your entire day helping other people tick off on their own budgets or whatever it is that you think might happen. But I am saying consider productivity in a more idealistic way than simply your own personal productivity. That is generous productivity. So my question for you today, do you use generous productivity? Have you considered it in this context? How so? Let me know, give me some examples. Or give me some examples of the opposite, where personal selfish productivity has gone awry and something's gone wrong because someone wouldn't give you the time of day. And then think about how you can incorporate an opposite approach into your own practice. That's it for the show today. Don't forget to subscribe if you're on YouTube, tipsforlawyers.com YouTube. If you're on iTunes, tipsforlawyers.com iTunes. Head over, subscribe, leave a note, leave a review. I really appreciate it when you do that and it helps keep me motivated to keep making these videos. Have a great day and I'll see you next time.